Welcome to Professional Idiots, a podcast combining our need for work and our want for entertainment. I'm your host, Chris Flynn, joined by my co-host, Aaron Simon, and, and, we're actually joined by producer Brad Whitaker this week. Yay! Hey guys, What's happening, awesome. guys? Hey. <laughs> Let's go Aaron first, because then I have questions for Brad. Oh, no. Uh, I'm just super tired. I was in San Diego a couple weeks ago. And I've been around people all week, so I just want to go into a hole, but I can't go into a hole. Because so. Aaron's a curmudgeon. I'm not a Well, all right. Mm. Next. <laughs> I swear, you millennials need to get out more. <laughs> That's the problem, is these millennials these days, between mm-hmm. working 60 hours, not working at all, going out all the time, and not going out all the time, they just need to work and go out. They- you need to socialize more. Yeah. You curmudgeon. Don't, don't start. <laughs> We're one minute in and I'm already starting. You fuck. You rat fuck. <laughs> this is an expletive-laden podcast. Well, so uh, tell our, our dear listeners about your trip, Aaron. What you guys do in, in San Diego? Uh, nothing of real interest. Uh I, I did go karaokeing with a group of people. What'd you sing? I, well, I sang "Ring of Fire," uh, Layla. Oh God, what else did I sing? I sang a few other things, but I can't remember right now. Uh, and then at the end of it, a an old older Japanese businessman came up to me, slapped me on the gut, and said I had a nice bass. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like we're best friends. Uh, did you, you uh, yeah. did you tell him the words I told you I, to say to him? I did not because I was so next to me. There was a, uh, a a German computer scientist who was going on about how it was not fair that this that this establishment did not have any electronica, and he he was saying that's all he that's all he listened to. Except he could do Beastie Boys, but they didn't have any Beastie Boys. Right, and, like, and then he then he wound up singing uh, "I Want to Be a Part of Your World" from Little Mermaid. Yeah, electronica is not really great karaoke. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the feeling this guy doesn't do karaoke as a rule. <laughs> like we're not going to just listen to the radio. Yeah. you have to sing something. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, I did do "Hooked on a Feeling," but it was the original version. And it was no, a, it was like a different tempo and key, so I it it, it, it was well received. Sure, sure, it that's was. the problem. It was <laughs> there was oh it was an, it was a different guy originally. I hate you, Flynn. Uh, <laughs> oh no, a, hold on, that's what I'm going to use when I like f up karaoke from now on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the original no. a different oh, key. God. <laughs> it was it was a different version. It was. I just know by, the alternative take, man. Oh God. It was originally performed by B.J. Thomas in 1968. Yeah, man. 1968. I could send you the link. I'm going to send you the link on on the Skype. (laughs) I'm not lying. I'll I'll be sure to check it out. Oh, you're not going to, but I'm going to send it anyway. (laughs) Can you hear me deleting it through the keyboards right now? How do you delete it? I don't know. I'm just, <laughs> he's happy to I need to know. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was a good time. That that one oh, good. And then uh, 
I was very hungover the next day. Oh God, hold on, something's happening. You're getting, Brad, you're gonna have a lot of fun <laughs> editing this. Alright, uh, yeah, anyway, the, ne- the next day was 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 also fun, but not that was a lie. It was not fun because I was on an airplane and in an airport. No good. Thank you. I'll be here all week. No good. So, Brad, it's been like what feels like a million years since you've been here. What the hell are you yeah. doing? God, uh, working and trying trying to stay alive. Well, you uh, expound upon that. Our poor listeners are dying to know what happened to producer Brad. Well, well, okay. Hi, Dan. First of all, uh, second, of all, <laughs> uh, second of all, uh, it's so I started work, and then I, I, it was kind of I was very slow, and and uh, and this is my first time in this field. I thought I was going to be doing digital animation and it ended up, I was mostly working with After Effects, which I can do, but I'm not proficient. And so the first week was me like struggling to keep up that schedule. And then, uh, the second week they contacted my, uh, con- like, uh, what do you call it? Recruitment office, I guess. And they were like, tell this person he's slow. So like the guy took me out to lunch and was like, you're slow. And I was like, thanks. Oh, helpful. And, Is that yeah. the common practice over there? No, I think I'm just really slow. Oh. But, <laughs> which, uh, yeah, so they, I don't know, my contract is like a, until the end of March, and they're like, if you if you don't go faster, we might not renew your contract. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So I've been trying to get faster. Have, and Have faith in yourself, Brad. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll do what I can, and but that's that's one thing. And then, like one weekend, I got sick. Uh, one weekend was my uh, my uh, girlfriend's seventieth birthday, which is like a, a All right, big Brad, deal. Brad, Brad, we've been doing this podcast now for twenty six episodes, and I think you're like twenty two for twenty six. I'm calling your wife your girlfriend. Get it the fuck together, Brad. Brad, that's kind of my that's kind of my thing. I didn't even catch it that time. I'm so tired. I'm sending texts, and I got that. Oh, really? Way to be fully on board, Aaron. Thanks. I am super all about this podcast. All right, I'm going to. Uh, I'm just going to say wife, and then replace it. There you go. Um, <laughs> and then none of that ever happened. Um, but yeah, so. Yeah, my wife's uh, father turned seventy, and that's a big deal over here. Like they, we we went out for like a night, and then her her mom doesn't usually go out because she's sick. So, but we all went out to like downtown Kyoto and went to a really nice uh, restaurant where they made made me eat way more than I was comfortable with. But that's fine. That is not a bad problem to have. No what celebrations are for. Yeah, I mean it was it was a nice place, really great atmosphere, and so yeah, I mean it's just been kind of one thing after the other. This weekend was really the first weekend I've had time to kind of just sit down and not do anything. So other than that, I I just going to work like I, I will in about an hour. All right, cool. 
W-O-R-K across the U-S-A. In America, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shit. What about y'all? What are y'all up to? I mean, you listen to this, so you hear what we do. Yeah. Eh, I mean, I, I hear what y'all, like, I hear what you have to say about Trump. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, you know, trying uh, to... trying to A lot of sadness and crying. Constantly, like, you know, checking to make sure I am awake, that this is real. Yeah. That we... That I, we haven't, like, found ourselves in the Lynchian... One, one positive thing about the Trump administration is I've get I've gotten a lot of compliments for my decision making. Like, oh, you guys are really smart to move to Japan. <laughs> so. You chose very wisely. But yeah, um, I'm sure it will get better. He'll, yeah. he'll probably be impeached soon. Uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about the, that. Look, I'm just trying to make you feel better. He's not getting impeached. Oh, thank you. That's the, <laughs> I want honesty, Brad. <laughs> the, so the one article I had read on that is that he is such an arrogant asshole that, I mean, the, the only reason why, I mean, because Clinton went through the full impeachment process, and I forget who else, what the other president was that they were talking about, but that he, you know. Nixon? No, well, Nixon resigned. No. Before they actually like decided to remove or put it up for removing him from office, so like they would actually have to go through the full effort to remove him. Where that uh, there's just not enough there right now to, I don't think, to get the Republicans on board. Of Andrew Johnson was impeached by the House of Representatives. Exactly. So, I mean, he'd have to colossally fuck up. He's close. Dude, it's like, I, there is no good word to describe the, the scale of fuck-up that he has been doing, and he's invulnerable. He's, it, he's invulnerable. So he's doing something right. He keeps rolling a tw- like a nat 20 in bluff, and he's, no one can stop him. I, I mean, it's just up to the Republicans. They yeah, are in, yeah, they're and in, that's why he's not going to get impeached. Well, that's what I'm saying. It'd have to be something so colossal that even they turn on him. Yeah, which is not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It's just I would say highly unlikely. Yeah. Yep. Because I mean, even with like all the Russia stuff from this last week, where Flynn resigned, but he was able just to clusterfuck his way out of that situation. Wait, you resigned. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, there's a opening as the chief writer, director, overall awesomeness position at Professional Idiots. All of you who are interested should apply. That's not your title. <laughs> yes, it is. No, that's not your title. I mean, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Derailed complete. <laughs> Success. <laughs> but anyway, he then had his disastrous press conference, which then oh god, that basically was, just oh my swept, god, it swept it all under the rug. Did, like no one's I, talking about that anymore. I, uh, 
he told a, a Jewish guy to shut up and sit down. When and the then guy, he asked the black lady if she knew the Black Caucus. Yeah. And he called the media our greatest evil yeah. and all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it's... Um, I don't... What do you want to talk about first here? First of all, I want to just make fun of Stephen Miller because I think he is just a creepy children of the corn communist knockoff. I, I think that's everyone in their, their little... No, he's a special type of horrible. I haven't actually seen anything about him. Oh, man, you got to watch. There's a clip that's been uh, his first major Sunday morning uh, rotation. He did an interview where he just looks straight up like a alien replaced a human body. Oh, so you're it's, trying to say he's a lizard man? Yeah, he is definitely a lizard man. That's oh. it. Okay. I'm glad we figured out that, that now that I have that, that's exactly what he is. Uh, okay. Brad, so, what's your opinion on Stephen Miller? Go. Did not know he existed because I haven't really followed politics uh, closely the last few weeks. Uh, if he's been around before that, then that's that's on me. But to mind, would I have known him from anything before? No, he's like 31 years old. Yeah, he was part of the uh, campaign that got Eric Cantor out of office and replaced him with someone more uh, intense. Also, I just love the fact of how bald he is for being 31 years old. That's just a sad roll of the dice oh, for the genetic Oh, God, that is a terrifying <laughs> photo. I should not have looked at that. Oh. So that's what he looked like on his first national press conference. You know, not, how, you know how we've been talking in the uh, Professional Idiots Tower about trying to find a mascot? Is this our mascot? <laughs> this is our mascot. Oh, good. Let's let's go with the crazy Republican bastard. <laughs> and it's the way that he delivered. Like, there's a line that he says in the interview that I can't really do it justice without looking. But he like he doesn't blink the whole time, and his eyes get like really expressive and like certain. But it's like, dude, you're also only like a lizard person, so I can't take you seriously. How is a 31-year-old a senior advisor to a president? Luck. Mm. He backed the, the right horses to rocket up the uh, uh, the the totem pole, if you will. Senior advisor to the president at 31. How many did you use in that sentence, Flynn? I don't know. Too I think many. I got three. Listen. Whatever. Count how many metaphors were in that sentence and write us at professionalidiots at gmail.com. But in the subject line, make sure to call out that this is part of our Metaphor Watch series. Because if not, we'll just throw it in spam. Whatever. Don't listen to my fake host. You're, you got fake news in your words. You have fake words. Uh-huh. So everyone knows it. So what do we do now? Like what where where do we go with this? Does do you think that he has successfully thrown the media off the trail of Russia or No. No, he hasn't. He's just created more noise. 
but I don't I don't think Russia I, I don't think that press conference was enough to make everyone go oh what what's Russia yeah like the country yeah. now for Brad it, it worked for Brad <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess it did so yeah uh, no, yeah I don't I would hope that's not enough to like derail people. I hope not. I think just more of the, the you know newspapers are going to keep hammering it, and hopefully there's something that turns up. Yeah, because I think that's the uh, five thirty eight was talking this week about. You know, there can only be so much smoke before people kind of get tired of it, and if there's no fire, then it just makes them stronger and more bulletproof. Yeah. Like Flynn was kind. It was a you know it was fire, but it was a very small you know, contained thing where, you know, we we don't know exactly what was talked about, when it was talked about, quite to the, you know, the level that we would need to really have a, a full-blown issue for Trump. That's not good, don't get me wrong, but it's not a, holy shit, it's, you know, start planning his trial now. Yeah, I haven't really watched, uh, or I haven't really followed 538 in a while, but... Okay. I like their political podcast. It keeps me sane while I'm driving for work. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Podcasts are about the only thing. I can't listen to the radio. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, uh, how are, how are, how's, uh, how's, how's politics in, uh, you know, Japan? How's that going? Do, do you really care? Yeah. Make us uh, feel better. Tell us, tell us that there's a political organization that does run smoothly. Make us long for the olden days. I don't know. Like, uh, Abe, like the Prime Minister Abe is pretty far right. So, I mean. It's, yeah, he was, he was hanging out being buddy buddy with Trumpet. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's pretty. At the Winter he's, White House. Yeah. He would pretty much be a Republican candidate. The difference is uh, what he's done better than most right-wing people is he kind of appeases the left at little – he gives them little like, snippets of hope. Like he's worked on improving Korean relationships, with which right-wing Japanese people really aren't good at. But he's kind of made reparations again. They've made like – Reparations, I feel like every five years for that. And then I guess they spend the money and they're like, we need more money forever. We need more reparations. But he's appeased those groups. He's kind of worked to get a little bit better with China and Russia. So it's not, it's not a bad, it's, it's working and it's, I think it's far more suited to a, a country like Japan, which is mostly like you know it's one it's just Japanese people over here so there's no there's no racial controversies going on over here none of that like so it's a pure nation it's a yeah I mean essentially I mean I mean I know I know what you're saying but I mean it, it works better in 
right like right wing democracy works better when everyone's on the same page. I guess when I say works better, I mean like there's not a lot to complain about. <laughs> it, it is what it is, but it's not. It's certainly not. It's better than your situation. How about that? Okay. Much but, better than you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's Japan's always just. I don't really know a lot about the internal politics in. I, I don't really either. Okay. It's. I mean, it's. It doesn't make the news as much as the EU does, I guess. No. No, it's. I mean, it, it's for a political machine. It's pretty smooth. Uh, it's. It has its issues. They have, especially things regarding World War II, sometimes pop up. But uh, you know, China and Japan hate each other. That that sometimes. But well, yeah, I mean, why? <laughs> I think because for can't. the last two thousand years, they keep attacking each other. <laughs> and then Japan finally turned into a peaceful nation. Like, well, turned into was forced to be a peaceful nation, and China's like, all right. Our turn. So they're ramping up, and then that makes Japan like, oh, we need to ramp up too. So yeah, it's just back and forth for. It's hard to I'm, stop. I'm, I'm after. sure it will all work out for the best, right? Yeah, if the Middle East has been any example, it's yeah. it's going to come any year now. It's going to be fine. Everything <laughs> is going to be fine. For sure. There's no any sort of controversy. There. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I was talking about with Abe, though. He seems more, when you think of right-wing leadership, you don't think of people putting out fires that much. In the, you know, you think of people starting wars, not really stopping wars. Yeah. He's been pretty good about, like, you know, extending all the branches at the right time. And okay, well. So... And He's maybe, better than I thought he would have been. Maybe Trump will learn something from him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, we can hope. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I was I was out with a couple friends the other night, and we were talking about all oh, of this. Oh, sorry to interrupt you. Okay. Did you see the handshake? Yeah, with Trudeau. No, no, no. With, no. Tr- uh, no. with Abe. Yeah, that no, was great. I didn't see the one with Abe. So he, the, he's talking to the Japanese press, or like the Japanese press are taking their photo, and they're like saying something to Abe, and then Trump's like, "What are they saying?" And Abe like translated it directly, like, "Look at me, like, look at the photographer." So Trump just like stares at Abe for like twenty seconds, <laughs> and Abe's like trying to like gesture at the camera. <laughs> And then he just, like, gives up and stares back at Trump. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Top ten, nice. like, failed handshakes ever. Uh, Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the Trudeau one was good, too, though. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I Sorry, mean, I ahead. think it's it's the duty of the the left as the opposition party to continue to keep up pressure and my greatest fear is that they will just burn out well that they're gonna do what the left always does of give in well they'll either give in eat eat each other or just burn out yeah they will uh, lose yeah 
Uh, I mean, that is one thing I will give the Republicans credit for, is they're just good at playing the game. They Well, they're also really good at goose-stepping and marching in formation. Those are yeah. two very different no, walking it's, styles. It's, it's the same thing. <laughs> goose-step march. I, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own eyes. All right, well, let's let's <laughs> take a quick break, and we'll talk about something else. Give us good the work, hordes, Aaron. Flynn. Last week I I was told to put horns in and then I put the horns in and then I kinda I kinda kept listening a little bit and Aaron's like, No, put this in. I was like, God damn it. To take the horns out and put another song that we don't have licensing rights to. Oh oh yeah, the Woody Guthrie thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure that's fine. It's got to be public domain right now. By now, that was like over ten years ago. I figure that guy's kind of weak. He's not going to sue anyone. <laughs> yeah, Woody Guthrie. He looks pretty scrawny. I bet we could. Take I could him. take him. Yeah. There we go. So let, let's let's think about that as kind of a break activity to get us like psyched up a bit. Which folk singer would you beat out, beat up, and why? Flint. Go. Bob Dylan with a guitar. Okay. But why? I don't know. He just he he his everything about him says beat me up. Like the way he sings, the way he plays guitar. It's like my yeah. He looks yeah. yeah, and he's like yeah. I mean, just please kick my ass is all I see. That's just all Dylan says. All right, Flynn, go. Art Garfunkel. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one too. Ooh, that's a good choice. Oh, yeah. I don't know with I don't know with what. I don't know with what though. With a bar stool. He needs a bar stool. Yeah. One that like a breakaway bar stool. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. No, not not breakaway, sorry. I, I want him to feel it. <laughs> How about like a folding chair? Wrestling style. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just crack. <laughs> I like it. Do, do, do the, like, you know, jab him in the stomach with it and then, like, yeah. rack him on the back with it, you Ooh, know? that's good. So he doubles over and then you just yeah, exactly. bring it down on his... Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. I like it. All right. What's now, yours, there? And then mine is Pete Seeger. Why? Because uh, everything he sounds is... He makes everything that should be joyful into a sad song. And I don't like him, his singing. And I would beat him with a bald eagle that is dead, but is but has severe rigor mortis. What, you mean like a taxidermy? No, like a ta- it's like it's got to be before that. Like this is natural rigor mortis, so there's a chance that like it might burst open. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. All well, right. save your good stuff for the podcast. <laughs> Bring in the thunder on the break. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Brad, bring us back in with horns. I'm not bringing – you don't bring it back in with horns. Yeah, we do. Just, no, no, no. It just comes All right, in. five, four, three. All right. Welcome back to Professional Idiots. We – Kind of fell off the rails there during the break. I think all three of us are still here, but <laughs> yep. we might we might have lost Brad. Brad, 
Oh well. Okay. Well, I guess <laughs> so, <laughs> so let's talk about something happy because the first segment is always so sad. Uh, I think your second sub bullet point in here is not happy at all. I mean, the, the facts are facts are facts, Aaron. I know we live live in an alternative fact world, but look if they're all right. Well, let's let's <laughs> baseball. Yes. <laughs> Tell the listeners what we're all reading. Yes. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Join us next week when we watch YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So ESPN was all aglow with. Uh, the Cubs spring training, as players were reporting, you know, because the Cubs are the best. Uh, would you two children knock it off? <laughs> Dear yeah. listeners, my co-host and our producer are currently trying to outtype themselves on the outline that we are sharing <laughs> like they're four years old. I love this podcast. <laughs> Spring training. Yeah, <laughs> spring training. Uh, I mean, outside of the fact that baseball season's only a couple months away, you guys excited for it? Oh, God, I'm so excited. You so, have I mean, no idea. In, in all seriousness, though, Aaron, are, where are the Astros going to be this year? We'll talk a little bit more as we um, get close, sure, but so I think one of the what's problem, your gut? I think one of the problems that the, the Astros had last year was Keuchel was not up to his normal ability, and anyone. So he wasn't watched, a freak of nature. He was not a yeah exactly. He was not a freak of nature, and he was in fact pretty not good for like the latter half of the season. Dare I say and, bad, bad, not good? Um, you could say that. I am not going to disparage our Lord and Savior Keuchel that way. He is just testing I, our faith. I was more just, you know, Arietta had a similar. No, I mean, Arietta was probably better than Keiko, but similar well, yeah, last year, yes. He came down, <laughs> back, he came back to Earth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Keiko just kind of really dipped last year, and indications are that Keiko is doing much better. So, I, I think, I don't, you know, it comes down to, uh, it might just come down to the Rangers. Because last year, one of like the the big hurdles for the Astros was whenever we played the Rangers, we lost. Like with we we actually discussed that on the podcast. We did. You guys rolled over and yeah, just took it. It was <laughs> it was not good, and uh, I would like to see that reversed this this season. And uh, maybe they listen to our expert analysis here. I of, think. Don't, don't lose to your division rival. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I, I was talking to Jose. You know, oh, I'm sorry, Jose Altuve. I just call him Jose. Mr. Alt- and, Mr. Altuve. Yeah, well, he and I are on a first name basis, and he said that he's a very big fan of our podcast and that he he, he brought uh, our analysis to to the management, and they're really going to implement. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. After they send it to the Cardinals. After after the Cardinals hack in. <laughs> to the, the website and MLB just goes, I don't know, they're the best team in baseball, we can't do anything. Yep. 
Oh, actually, the best team in baseball is the Cubs. No. Yeah. Mm. Well, I, would, I mean, I would like the trophy to begs you. to differ. I would like to remind you that the reason we're in this mess with Trump is because the Cubs upset the multiverse. Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally worth it, Aaron. <laughs> I don't know what sort of crazy fucked up world we're living in, but it is like 65 degrees, the Cubs have won the World Series, and Donald Trump is president. I'll take the two out of the three. In baseball, that's good. Dude, In baseball, was, that's good. It was <laughs> In baseball, Heck, one out of three in baseball is good. <laughs> Two out of three is stellar. Exactly. <laughs> I was, so we were in San Diego, and it was, uh, uh, it was like 50 degrees or something. But we were looking at the weather in Houston in early February. It was 90 degrees. I mean, that's just not fair. No. No, it is not fair. That's torture. It is beyond torture. Because torture is effective. <laughs> no, it's not. <sighs> you, just, you just blocked it. It's like 30 it's to 50 just... here. Yeah, it's it's like 50. It's nice. I like it. Mm. Yeah, it's great weather. It was like 70 degrees here yesterday. What? Yeah. That's not right. No. No. That is not it's, right. It's the middle of February, and I was wearing shorts. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. And not like, you know, jumping on the bandwagon too early shorts where it's like, you know, 45 degrees after a crippling winter, and you think that it feels like paradise. <laughs> no, like, I was legitimately warm. Oh, oh. Oh God! Uh, yeah, we're, we're baseball. Yeah, so I think the Astros will will come back, and it's going to be a more interesting second half this season. Okay. Yep. I mean, hey, we're we're coming off uh, the best season ever, so I'll take that. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to. It's going to be hard to top this year, though. I'm really glad I didn't have a job at that time and I could actually just watch every game. Yeah. Because I don't think I'll have that opportunity anymore. And Well, especially being on the other side of the world, that kind of fucks with the whole time frame of watching baseball. It's actually really nice because the games would start, like, maybe the, most of the games would start at, what, 10 or 9 or 10 o'clock. And I could just, especially on, like, weekends, I could just watch it, like, 10 to one, especially some of those games are pretty late. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of extra inning action, and I was, it was like noon over here, I'm like, oof. <laughs> this not. is great. This yeah, is I'm wonderful. <laughs> That's why so. baseball is so big in Japan. Sure. people don't have to stay awake, or stay awake I, that late. And, and also, they, they have baseball over here, too. Yeah, but, too. Yeah. But yeah, the, the baseball over here, I'm, I'm, I have a job now, and if it, if I get my contract renewed, I might get some tickets to go to the uh, the local team. Do it. Yeah, that's cool. It's uh, it's, it's uh, that stadium that they're in is built in like 1920s. Wow! Wow! So it's kind of similar to Wrigley. That's cool. So yeah, it's a, it's. An, I've been to the stadium to watch an American football game, but what? So. It's it's a nice little park. I, I hope to go there for uh, 
a night game. I I really want to learn the chants. Yeah. Because huh. so, chanting at a baseball game just seems like something illegal. So it, I don't know it may be fun for about. me. The Astros have amazing chants, like L2. And like, stop sucking. And, oh. <laughs> we still haven't won a World Series. Oh, God, I'm so sad. Triple A. Triple A. Well, no, come on now. It's not like we're the fucking Diamondbacks or something, man. They won a World Shut Series. Shut up. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I know, I said that, and I thought, fine. <laughs> you better hope I'm not listening. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. But yeah, they won. Yeah, I know. It's I, like yeah. Could have said, you could have said, eight other teams. You could have said eight other teams. Mm. Tampa Bay. I'm going with the Mariners. Colorado, the Mariners, the Nationals, the Padres, the Brewers, oh, your poor Astros, and the Texas Rangers. Yet you chose one that had arguably the best two-pitcher combination in baseball history. (laughs) Idiot. (laughs) I can't even, that was, all right. That was a flawless victory to Flynn. Well done. Yeah. I tip my hat to you, sir. <laughs> uh, Next topic. Aaron. I'm not going to do that. I, 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 uh, I've been through like that argument so with so many of my teams. The Cubs are like the first team I've like really liked that have won a title. Um, besides college, but like. Which college doesn't count, but they, uh, yeah, I'm used to like, especially Cardinals fans saying like, best team in baseball, like, oh, you guys don't even have a, the Cubs had a championship, but you haven't won in like a hundred years. So I'm not going to do that to you. I can't do that. Thank you. Though, I'm sure the Astros might win one day. Maybe. Uh, Maybe. Maybe in your lifetime if you're lucky. That would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Well, I mean, they, it's, you don't have a bad team, so no. if you get hot at the right time, it's, it's. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the issue, as it always is, is just, like, doing well and then tripping over our own feet. Yeah, the Cubs did that for three years. They were good during that 100 year stretch, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, uh-huh. it's not, I mean, we are well past the, the depths of the darkness from like 2007 to 2012. Hooray, setting the most losses in a year. God, those were awful years. Yeah. <laughs> those were awful, awful years. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think last year, it again, it was just the fact that we could not beat the Rangers. Yeah, and, that's a big hurdle. Yeah. So, hopefully it, it goes better this year. Yeah. Well, so let's talk about something else, like yeah, what we've been what we've been letting like wash over our ocular bits. Ooh, I I saw a good movie this weekend. Yeah, what'd you see? I saw Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Oh, do you mean the is... movie that I keep recommending to you? 
I honestly couldn't tell you if you had or hadn't. I have. I have told you to watch this movie. Sure, Aaron's told me to watch this movie, and I finally listened to Aaron, and it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's uh, Alan Tudyk and then a guy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, a bunch of other just people. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah, it's very funny. My wife looked at me weird when I turned on the movie of, like, oh, what garbage are you watching? But then, like, after the first 20 minutes and her trying not to laugh, she finally embraced it and <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed the rest of the movie. So, yeah. Brad, have you seen this? It's it's not on Netflix over here. Oh, okay. Well, but no, I have not. It's it's a good one. Uh, why don't you give... It's, only, you, it's 90 minutes, so... Yeah. Why don't you give our, our listeners a rundown, Flynn? So, it's a twist on the stereotypical uh, horror movie of, you know, kids camping in the woods and how a hilarious series of misunderstandings leads the two groups of people into a bloody horror movie. And it's great. Ellen Tudyk is, I think, the best part of the movie. I, you know, both him and... Uh, well, well, Tucker but, and Dale. Yeah, yeah, Tucker and Dale are both really fun characters. And, well, they uh, just work so well together. Yeah. And Jangers the dog. Aw, poor Jangers. <laughs> Jangers was fine. Even still, yeah. the emotional toll that was oh, yeah. taken on. Oh, yeah, no, that, that dog is going to be going into dog therapy. Mm-hmm. But it was a, yeah, it's a good movie. A lot of fun. Well, an inter- you know, it's a, a unique movie, you know? It's not like it was a just kind of boring comedy or anything like yeah. that where it was book. Yeah. So I uh, so I watched two movies last night. Yeah, what'd you check out? So I watched Equilibrium, and I'd never seen that before. It's awful. Don't watch it. It's it, it came out in two thousand two, and it's a rip like a Matrix slash nineteen eighty four ripoff kind of thing, where Christian Bale is a member of this Gestapo kind of organization. In a society that does not allow its citizens to feel feelings, and then he starts feeling feelings. And oh, that's serious. And takes up arms against them as part of this resistance, and it's just dumb. It's a very dumb movie. They they came up with a quote unquote martial art called gun kata. That sounds like fun. (laughs) Where it you just stand in place. And flail with guns and fire the guns, and that is the martial art. It is a very stupid movie, and I do not recommend it. Uh, <laughs> the, the second movie I watched, though, was very good. It was Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson, and it came out a few years ago, 2013, I think it is. And uh, she plays this alien thing that eats dudes. And it's it's one of those kind of surrealist dreamscape horror movies that's or sci-fi horror things, but it's really good, worth checking out. Huh. I also finally saw It Follows. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't think that'll be one that's on my list. My it's... wife is not a horror movie fan at yeah, oh, all. No. So. Yeah, don't watch it. Like I'm not that big of a horror movie person either and it was creepy yeah (laughs) 
really good, but creepy. Yeah. So that's what I've heard. I mean, I, I had read about it and a lot of glowing reviews as to how good it was. But yeah, no, my my wife is very much not a horror fan, so mm-hmm. that's not getting watched here anytime soon. How about you, Brad? Uh, we're still. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. Like, I, especially recently, I haven't had much time to watch anything. I uh, I've watched. Friends and read One Piece. Friends is funny. I I can never get into Friends. I didn't like it until like two years ago. Yeah. Fun trivia fact about me: I have not watched an entire episode of Friends start to finish ever. You're not missing anything. I'm proud of that fact. As for how big of a cultural phenomenon it was to have not watched a single episode. I could say that until about two years ago, and then I watched it, and I actually really enjoyed it. Really, I, I man, I've watched a few episodes, and I never. I've laughed. watched How I Met Your Mother, so I feel like I've seen that show. I feel like I've seen every generic group comedy, you know, network sitcom. I I I watched How I Met Your Mother. Actually, the first I got into How I Met Your Mother the first time I came back from Japan. It was on the plane, so I watched a few episodes. And I liked that. That was like the only show I watched because I don't I don't really watch much TV. But that was the only show I like actually watched for like two years. And then someone said Friends is kind of similar, so I watched it and eh, it's fine. It's I mean it's not like life changing, but it's I get a few laughs. And my wife likes that uh, likes kind of learning about the different. Uh, cultural scenarios that kind of present themselves. She would really love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You see, I don't... I don't think you should suggest things to foreign people. (laughs) (laughs) But that's just just my opinion. Yeah, especially people who don't understand the same American sarcasm. Yeah, that's that's not a... Especially, like, there is no sarcasm in Japanese, so... Oh. Well, I don't... I wouldn't call it's always sunny sarcasm. It's more just... No, no, I'm saying your sarcasm. Oh! Right. Understand that you're you're fucking with them. Yeah. Yeah, it's... (laughs) I think that show... I I haven't... Yeah. (laughs) I haven't seen... I haven't seen enough of that show to know... I've seen like an episode here and there, and it's well, funny. I, but I think part I've of only the, seen there's the, a go. No, there's an article late where they they did a big reveal finally after all these years. Mac is gay. Yeah, that episode was hilarious. Yeah, well, it was a two parter. Like, yeah, that he's well. Uh, I don't know. I I can't speak very much to the show. I just saw that it was fi- they finally confirmed that yes, indeed, Mac is a homosexual. Well, it's it's great that you. Saying it like that makes it sound like it was this emotional reveal. Yeah, in the show, it was not. I imagine it was, it was not. It was great. Like he, get, they're on this uh, this Christian cruise, and uh, like the the church that's running it is like these two kind of community leaders are a gay couple, mm-hmm. and Mac is doing his weird Mac thing about how how they're going to burn in hell because God hates them. 
and they say, well, have, have you ever considered her lifestyle? And he goes, you couldn't convince me to, to join your lifestyle. And they go, well, here, try it out. And then it goes to like a black screen that says five minutes later. And then he shows up to the rest of the group and he goes, well, I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and the entire group just goes, well, yeah. (laughs) You just know this? You just now figure this out? Well, good. It's, it's hilarious. Uh, another show that she that Yumiko should watch is uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. But that's actually a good show. Yeah. I, I will yeah. support that. I'm not sure how effective that would actually be, though, because that kind of requires a bit... Yeah, the sarcasm specific, thing. Well, it's a specific vocabulary. Of, yeah. Right. Of that's, that's the issue. Yeah. Seinfeld? I... Eh, Seinfeld's more... Possible. Uh, Charlie Day alone is kind of a, a big hurdle. Like, I don't want to pause every time he speaks to explain what he's <laughs> saying. What he's shouting about. <laughs> no, there's, but, uh, there's no such thing as kitten chickens. Kitten mittens? <laughs> kitten mittens don't exist. There is no such thing as bird law. <laughs> Rock flag and eagle. <laughs> I think Seinfeld might be possible. I don't know. I, we'll see. I'm, I'm reading my own. I'm, re- I'm reading a Japanese comic book that she likes, which is hilarious in its own little. Re- I don't. I, I. I don't know. There's a, there's a comic called One Piece, which I knew about in the states. I re- had seen it in English a little bit, and it wasn't very interesting. So I just kind of dumped it. And then I read it in Japanese, and it's clearly designed for, like, the Japanese language. Because in English, it's terrible. It's not terrible. In English, it's okay. But in Japanese, it's great. And I've been mostly reading that because it's, like, the most selling book thing, comic book, I guess. So I was like, what's so great about this? My wife loves it, so I'll check it out. Brad just went into it. a bookstore and shouted, "What's all this then?" <laughs> yeah, I don't do that because <laughs> it's a very, very quiet society. How else do you want... expect to become world famous, Brad? Exactly. You got to be the shouty American. I... <laughs> shouty American. Yeah, but the millennial part of me just wants to sit at home and do nothing. But also go out and rage. Right. Yeah. Get some herbs. Get some herbs and mead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. So, yeah. All right. How about about your ear holes, Aaron? What have you been uh, Um. subjecting those to? I think the the latest album I listened to was the new Dropkick one, and that's that's pretty good. You got to check out. There's a, a cool song exploder episode about uh, Dropkick Murphys. Oh yeah, yeah. They, right. they talk about writing. Uh, I don't remember the name of the song. <laughs> oh okay, well cool. It was off the the newest album. Oh all right. Oh, it's probably the one about the uh, the the bombing. 
maybe. Uh, maybe? I don't know. Hang on. Charles Harris being glory. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Do, do. Uh, blood. Oh, okay. That's not the one I was thinking about then. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Yeah, it talks I, about you how know, I, I like them a lot, and they're they're a lot of fun. Um, so, so I've been doing that, and I'm going to be going to the symphony when I'm in Amsterdam. So I've been going through some Oops. Beethoven again in preparation for that. Very good. And um, Fiddler on the Roof soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's always on your list. It is, but yeah, cool. How about you? I've been into jazz as of late. I don't know why that has sparked back into my my music uh, musical rotation, but uh, I really like the the new album by the band Bad Bad Not Good. Hence the joke <laughs> earlier. But you know, whatever, guys. <laughs> Thanks for reading my outline and. But anyway, it's a they are name a, for a band, though. I like that. It is. It's a weird name for a band, but they have uh, some really good stuff. It's just pretty chill. I think they're a quartet. Um, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, same with Donnie McCaslin. He is a uh, tenor sax player, and he's actually him and his band did the jazz back for um, Blackstar. Oh, really? Yeah. And so cool. they did uh, an episode of Tiny Desk Concert where they played, um, uh, crap. I'm bad at remembering names of songs right now. I don't know why. Uh, but they did one of the tracks off Black Star for the Tiny Desk Concert. Neat. And then last but not least, we finally, finally, after all these years of being in Chicago and being a jazz aficionado, I finally got to the Green Mill, which, for those of you who don't know, is the world-famous jazz club here in Chicago, and we saw a awesome brass band last night that was oh, cool. very, very Nolan style. Nice. It was fun. It was a very good time. So, highly recommend checking those guys out. It's some fun music. Brad, how about you? Uh, <laughs> I haven't been listening to much. I the only thing I kind of got was. Uh, a Japanese singer's new album, and uh, that's that's about it. No one would know who it is, so <laughs> I'll spare you. But it's just it's simple pop. I kind of I don't know. I listen to a little bit of classical and jazz on YouTube sometimes mm-hmm. if I have like a minute, but no nothing specific. I can Moonlight give you Sonata. my primer. Uh, sure. All right. Uh, I'll take it. I'll send that over to you. Cool. All right. Anything else this week, guys? Um, no. Okay. Well, if you have a topic you want to hear us argue in circles about and vehemently agree with each other, uh, or you want to be a guest on the show, you can email us at twoprofessionalidiots at gmail.com. That is the number two. Or you can check out our blog at professionalidiotsblog.wordpress.com. Until next time, gentlemen, this has been Professional Idiots. Thanks for listening.